0: Hello friends and welcome to your Monday morning edition of the Kings of Anglia-Ipswich Town podcast. It's raining, it's a frustrating Monday morning. Ipswich Town had 175% possession, 973 shots on goal and a million corners. But unfortunately they lost at home at the weekend for the first time this season. Stuart Watson, who did they lose to? Lincoln. Are you sure? Because you said Cambridge all weekend. Even your report, by the way, said Cambridge. Oh, did it? Yeah your post-match McKenna stuff was titled McKenna Cambridge.
1: Good. But didn't, so that was just what it was saved as in the system. It didn't yeah. actually. Oh, okay. no, no. Don't, don't worry here. Phew. Um, <laughs> I had a complete blank on that. I did it the post-match video with Andy as well. Um, I get these little brain farts from time to time. Um, was it just that it it felt like it
0: felt kid. like basically the same game is that what it was that...
1: I think that might have been part of it yeah or maybe just all these sort of league 1 games are just blurring into one now and I'm just in the twilight zone somehow I, I don't know
0: they did though lose to lincoln city for those noting it down 1-0 at home and we're about to break that down you've already heard the doctor he's with us today clearly two other men with us today i'm going to start first of all with my fa- my wife's favorite king and that is Ross Halls, Rossi. Um housewife's yeah. favourite. My wife is a big fan. My wife's a big fan of yours. Let me tell the story. So a couple of weekends ago, I'm sitting here on a Sunday, as I do post Morcombe, sitting here on a Sunday watching game day um, to see what the fans are saying and also to do a bit online. Wife comes upstairs, she says, "What are you watching? That shit podcast you do." She's a big, <laughs> big fan, very supportive. She says, um, and then she came and stood behind me while you interviewed Eric Morcombe, and she went do you know what? He's really good, isn't he? He's really good. She said, can you not, can he not just do more stuff on his own? I'd probably watch that rather than the rest of you. (laughs) So there you go. You're you're backed by Mrs. Heath Roscoe. How's it feel?
2: Uh, Thanks, Liz. Appreciate it. (laughs)
0: Appreciate
2: it. Um, I need all the support I can get, to be fair. Um, so I get picked on a lot,
0: but um, yeah, thank you. Who picks on you? Um... (laughs) 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 <laughs> Mike Bacon. Sometimes,
3: look, this is an ongoing issue with HR, and it can't be discussed because <laughs> it would prejudice any hearing. So let's
0: just let's yeah. just move on. All right, Rossi you were in Dublin last week, though, weren't you, my friend? How how was that? Was it a stag deal with the lads? What was the occasion?
2: And uh, now it was uh, just a nice little trip away with the missus. We oh. wanted to have a nice sort of city break, and we thought Dublin would be nice. You know, I like I like my beard don't I? Um, she so can have a look at the sights. Um, but no, it was love. It was lovely. I recommend Dublin to anybody. It was um, a nice time.
0: Superb and good to see you. You're clad entirely in Adidas this morning, as is your standard. Your standard appearance. Hutchy, we did a pod last week where we both said that we don't have any Adidas gear whatsoever, apart from your football shirts. How are you on this fine Monday morning?
3: I'm all right, thank you. Um, still don't, still don't have any apart from football shirts.
0: There is an Adidas football shirt immediately over your right hand shoulder. I thought it was Scotland. It's not. Stuart Watson thinks he knows who it is. Let's do it now. Who is it?
3: I, th- I think
1: it's Japan. It is Japan. Yeah, mainly because mainly because there's the Japanese flag above the badge, which was a bit of a giveaway. Oh, that is a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've nailed it. It's that a beautiful. Nice.
3: It's a beautiful bit of kit. Is that a new one? Uh, no, I think it's from the 2018 World Cup. Lovely. They're, new, they're ones for this year's World Cup. They are beautiful, particularly the well,
0: away one. I said new one. I mean, is it a new edition? Oh, no. It's been it's no. been
3: around a while. Just Astandard. thought I'd
0: show you. Yeah, I like it. Lovely. Right then, boys. We can't put it off any longer. We're going to have to talk about the game at the weekend. I'm going to start with you, Stu. A lot of the narrative around this has been um, one of those days. Mama told me there'd be days like this. Van Morrison once sang. Um, is that a fair summation before we get into the kind of nuts and bolts of the game? You ain't going to win them all unless you're Arsenal Invincibles. And they didn't win them all. They drew a few. Um, And it's disappointing. Clearly, not too long ago, we were talking about, oh, when are the town going to lose again? We can't see them losing until after Christmas. Uh, And now they've lost at home to a side in Lincoln who were kind of toiling towards the bottom of the table. What do you make of it?
1: Yeah, I think ultimately I could boil it down to one of those days, park it and move on. But that's not to say that Kieran McKenna and co shouldn't pick the bones out of it and and try and learn some lessons from it and things that they can improve upon. But we talk a lot about trends in this podcast and I think results can sometimes both positively and negatively kind of mask where your performance indicators truly lie. And we always go back to that start to League One under Paul Lambert and that they were winning games but not actually playing that well and it can catch up on you um i would say the opposite is true we keep talking about substance in the performances mckenna's right in saying if you replayed that game 10 20 100 times whatever what would what would the general outcome of that match have been if everybody had, if the same style of game if this if everyone had turned up and played the same way but Chances are Ipswich would have won that more often than not. Um, So sometimes that just happens and you just, you know, it was, they defended really well. Ipswich didn't take their chances. Frustrating day, but uh, to me, it doesn't raise any major red flags going
3: forwards. We are going to see that game again, aren't we? That's the thing. Like that game will happen four or five times more this season with teams coming that way. Ipswich having that level of dominance, that having that number of chances. So we are going to see it again. And I and we've, I would we've bet... seen it already, haven't we, in yeah, Cambridge, hence good.
1: why I kept saying Cambridge and, and they won that day. If if this if they hadn't if if they'd lost to Cambridge and then lost to Lincoln, you start to go, okay, this is a bit of a pattern emerging here, but they've shown that they can win that type of game already this season. So that that's why it doesn't majorly concern me, because that like you say, that game will come again and they'll win a game like that again. I'm sure they will.
0: Hmm. Roscoe, you were the fans post-game. There's a bit of a bit of discussion amongst the fans. Did they create enough chance, genuine chances to win the game? Some saying yes, some saying no. Um, and it, some cliches coming out as well with football. You always get this. We could have played till next Thursday and we still wouldn't have scored, that kind of stuff. Um, how did you make, what did you make of it all?
2: Uh, you know, it's been said already, but yeah, it was a frustrating day. You know, the amount of possession we had, the amount of shots we had as well. Um, we just needed someone to have a, a lucky touch, really. Just someone off their arse or something like that. But it just wasn't the day, was it? Um, I don't think we played badly. We, you know, it was sort of another, another slow start, just like the Morecambe game. Um, but, yeah, we put it in that that bracket of it was one of those days. And um, we just couldn't, you know, fair play to Lincoln. We've got to give them credit. You know, they defended to every man. Um, and again, we'll get into, of course, the goal we conceded second week in a row from a set piece. But yeah, just a frustrating day, I'm sure. Um, We'll bounce back easy from this.
0: Bounce back easy. Lovely. Um, Hutchie, let's talk about that goal then. And also McKenna after the game said the main issue, the main thing they need to improve is the start. Rossi touched on it there. Um, fair, Fair comment,
3: yeah, definitely. Because if if we, this is something we saw a lot last season, and generally it was Wes Burns smacking a ball across the box and Macaulay Bond putting it into the net in the first few minutes of the game, if if Ipswich score inside 10, 15, even twenty minutes of that game, they they win it. It's very simple. Um, it's not it's not just about scoring the goal. It was about the tempo and 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 getting into it and pushing Lincoln that that bit harder early. I, I'm going to liken it to. Uh, to, I'm going to bring some Formula One a- analogy into it and tires. If you, if you, when you're in Formula One, if you pop your tires on and you smash them early and absolutely rag them, they're not going to last very long. So if you, if they had, um, if they'd ragged Lincoln all over the place for 20, 20 minutes at the tempo that we we know they can at the start of games, they'd have tired that bit more by the end and they'd have broken them down and got past, uh, got past them in a Formula One sense easier. Um, but they didn't. They didn't score. Um, and then there's a goal, a goal to talk about.
1: I think there's there's a balance to that though as well, and I think McKenna's talked about the start was definitely their biggest undoing in this game, no doubt about it. And you you set the tempo, and you set the mood of the crowd and everything like that. But also, if you go into it with that sort of arrogant, right, we're going to smash them within the first ten minutes, and you really go for it. We talked a lot about Lincoln being a very good counter-attacking team, and Mark Kennedy setting them up and they're they're one of the youngest if not the youngest teams in the league they've got a lot of athleticism if you leave the back door open and you go too fast out the blocks and you can see you can see the goal i'm not even going to acknowledge your little giggle at what i've just said um pathetic um if you leave the back door open mark heath then uh then you can concede a goal and and then the task becomes harder and and obviously in they did concede a goal, but it didn't come from a counter-attack. It came came from a set-piece, didn't it? So it is about getting that, that balance right between really um, going at it from the start, but also making sure you, you stay nice and solid as well. And um, Maybe just didn't quite get that balance right on this occasion.
0: I definitely can't leave the back door open. Uh, what, what do we make of the, the goal? It was it was scrappy, certainly. I've watched it a couple of times. Any any fault there in terms of defence? The ball goes straight up, and you've not seen it. The ball goes what about 30 meters up in the air it looked like, and then drops down, gets flicked on, and someone's there at the back post to, to nod it on. Is that just a lapse of concentration in the town defence?
3: I think you could at each contact of the ball, if you wanted to, you could pin some pin some blame on it. You want the you want to win the near post header. You want Edmondson to win the second ball, and you want Donassian to be tighter at the, at the at the at the back post. But all 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 things considered, it's it's a bit of a freak one. For me, I, 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 it's not one that you're suddenly pinning pinning blame on. Just like the set piece at Morecambe last weekend was a bit of a freak one, which you can't really legislate for. But there are three contacts of the ball there where Ipswich would wanna would wanna do better with it.
0: Mm. Rossi, I've asked the boys about this before, but you you touched it already. That's that's two set piece goals in two weeks. They've conceded now eight goals by my estimation in their last six games. One only one clean sheet in there. Is this something we should start to be concerned about? Is which town don't concede goals under Kieran McKenna? And yet they are pretty much every game at the moment. We've been found
2: out, boys. We've been found <laughs> out. Um, yeah, no. I, it's, it's, it's powerful, isn't it? I think we, we're never going to go a whole season like, you know, we are joking about unbeaten at home, you know, never concede goals and stuff like that. Um, but as the boys said, you know, there's free goals can happen, ricochets, deflections... It happens. I think if you know, there's mistake after mistake after mistake. You'll be thinking, "Oh, maybe we should be worried here." But you know, I'm still happy with Walton in goal. Obviously, you know, stupid to even say that. But um, it you know, it's just one of those one of those moments at the moment. Where we're just conceding a few goals, but nothing too worried about it.
1: Um, so yeah, all good. I think if if Lincoln don't score that set piece goal, which I think Andy's right. Ultimately, I think it is a bit of a freakish one. Could do better, but Mm. unlikely to be repeated in that manner. If they don't score that goal, I think Ipswich go on and and win that game just as they did against Cambridge. The subs come on because Lincoln don't have that extra motivation of a lead to protect. We're going to throw everything on the line to really see out three massive points if it's nil-nil. And you're under that sort of heavy second half onslaught. I think I think they crack. Um, I think it's a little bit different. I think the crowd are, are that much more behind you to to go on and get a winner rather than sort of chasing a, an equaliser and feeling a bit frustrated. I think that that whole mood of that game changes. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a, a bit of a rubbishy goal to concede, and, and, and that changed the uh, the dynamic of everything that followed. I think. If you look at like the go down the goals conceded column in the league, I think it's Bol-
3: Bolton have got the best defence in the league, and then Derby have conceded one less than Ipswich in two fewer games. But Ipswich have got the the joint third best defence in the league. I don't think there's any like, any reason to to worry about conceding conceding goals. It's um mm. that they're, they're not they're not shipping three and four every week, are they? They're um they've tipped the balance a little bit. That they've 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 obviously we we spoke last season about how brilliantly they were defending but we were talking about they weren't scoring enough and they've had to Mm. you have to you can't do both you can't have you're trying to tip the tip the balance to be that bit more attacking and um the odd goal you are going to concede goals if you do that i've got no concerns there at the moment
0: okay actually so they did concede a goal they went behind um and that necessitated them trying to score at the other end um what did you make of their efforts to break lincoln down
3: Chances to do it, um, enough enough to win the game. I I would say, chap, Connor Chaplin's had definitely one, possibly two that he would expect to have scored, and we would have expected him to score from the positions that that he he likes to get into. One in the first half, which which he didn't connect with properly, and another in the second that didn't have the conviction on it and got and got blocked. Um, one of many many blocks. Marcus Harness had a good one. Um, and then the the rest of it was really long range stuff but it only needed one it only needed one to go in and then the second would have come I'm I'm sure but um they kept pushing but Lincoln was sitting deeper and deeper and deeper you're not going to get you're not mm. going to create those brilliant clear cut moments inside the box in that because that it's so crowded you're going to have to find a way to score one I think and it uh, just didn't just didn't happen
0: sue so in your in your um sue says you referred to um, the right side of Towns' attack improving when Caden Jackson and, and KVY came on. Um, we've talked about it a little bit already this season, the Wes Burns' difficult second season. Um, but mention of Caden Jackson improving Towns' right-hand side last season would have been nonsensical. So is this Burns thing
1: still still a bit of a concern, do you think? Um <clears throat> Concern's a strong word, isn't it? I'm not I'm not saying that Wes Burns still isn't a good player and isn't going to reach his level. He hasn't, but he hasn't hit those same heights this season. Mm. There's no no doubt about it. I don't know whether it's because there's been this subtle change in in system a little bit. It's not so heavily based around him. Last year it was a complete hybrid system based around around Wes Burns playing high right and Dunassian. They've given the licence to kind of <clears throat> maraud on and, and overlap and and teams couldn't sort of deal with that. But the arrival of Leaf Davis has given Ipswich some much-needed left-sided balance. But maybe it's taken something a little away from the right as well. I don't know. Or maybe it is just a pure sort of just slight drop in, in standards and form from from what was a very high bar. But Wes Burns isn't going past people in, in the same way that he was before. Danassian isn't getting up in support of him as much. Those two had a had an off day, I thought combined, and uh, and and that was um, part of the issue with, with Ipswich not being able to uh, to find a breakthrough. I thought at the weekend for sure.
0: Have you got any thoughts on that, Hutchy? Not too long ago, we, you, you you were talking about Wes Burns looking like he'd found his shine, his glow, his, his lustrous hair. Um, what, what do you make of the Burns
3: conversation? He had in that in that game. Yeah, this was this was an off day. I, I think the I think the balance was much needed for the team, and, and taking taking the focal point away from the right side was what was needed. That that's and with that, you're going you're you're not going to be talking about Wes Burns after every single game because he's not going to have so much of the ball. I do I do wonder whether and I haven't I haven't looked at heat maps to back this up. This is. Anecdotal, but I do wonder whether he kind of maybe benefited from a slightly deeper starting position. Burns because if you're if 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 you're a player that wants to get on the ball and run with it, Mm. by playing as a wing back, you're naturally. I would imagine the heat maps would show his his starting position is that little bit deeper, which is possibly easier to get on the ball and start a driving run. Whereas now. If he's playing on the right of a sort of a three behind a striker, it's that bit higher, and the space just isn't quite there to run into. Um, the system probably also means that Danasian's more of a right back than a the licensed kind of runner from the right of defence. And I wonder whether having the the support, the decoy man, not not quite in the same way is isn't working for, ev- for either of them. Yeah, it's their, the,
1: they're a the, pair, the aren't play, they, man. Yeah, they. Janoy, I bet there's loads of times where if you looked at when Wes Burns did his best stuff, is when Janoy takes mm-hmm. takes someone away from him and creates that space that allows Wes Burns to get. You know, Wes Burns needs space. If you can, if you can isolate someone one v one, and there's a big space in behind, then then you're in trouble. And and those spaces aren't quite there at the moment. And I guess Janoy can't go forwards with with carefree abandon as much because Leaf Davis is doing it from the left and you can't both go at the same time. And again, it's about a balancing act, isn't it? But um, yeah, Jackson and kane Vincent Young both came on as a, as a, did they come on as a pair? I can't remember. They came on sort of late on, didn't they? And then um, injected a real bit of pace and Kyle Edwards as well. Suddenly they had players that wanted to go at people 1v1 and break the lines. And, and mm. maybe that's something Ipswich lacked throughout this game is when a team is so deep, so compact, um you have to have players that can go past people and take take opponents out of the game and create overloads and and it was all a bit sort of behind lincoln wasn't it um and and allowed them to sort of just sit with men behind the ball um so that that changed the dynamic when those sort of players came on i thought carl edwards again again made a difference and and jackson and and kane as well to be yeah. fair I didn't see either of the, the the games that he that
3: Kyle Edwards played against Cambridge and Morecambe. I wasn't here, but I just to, to, that's the first time I've seen I've personally seen Kyle Edwards kind of play in the way that I want Kyle Edwards to play. He looked he looked like the bit was between his teeth. He looked he looked like he was enjoying himself and playing with kind of a bit of a bit of freedom. Um street that footballer. Was, yeah, yeah, that was really there was that one the one where he kind of drifted into the middle of the pitch and like fainted past one and put one on the floor and had a um had a go at goal there. And um that's that's the Kyle Edwards that I think could do real damage for Ipswich in those attacking midfield positions. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad this team now isn't set up in a way that he needs to kind of work his way in as a wing back, um, mm. because that, that was never something I thought would be for him, but but it is it is now. Rossi,
0: were you surprised that Kyle Edwards didn't start? He's been, he's been really good last three games. Obviously, started the previous game and then he's, he's coming off the bench again in this one. Uh,
2: yes and no. I think, you know, it's always good to play. Players who are form, and, you know, he had a good game, of course, the, against Cambridge and then, you know, the, the Morecambe game. I think some people were surprised actually he was starting against Morecambe because he thought, well, maybe this wasn't his game, you know, a tight pitch, Morecambe were going to do what they're going to do. The nasty, as the um, goalkeeper said. Um, but no, I thought this could, could be a good game from the start, but but he didn't. Um I think it's just Makira Ke- McKenna likes to, to get us guessing, don't he really, in terms of who's gonna start this position, that position. Um but yeah, when he came on he was a he was he was lively as ever, weren't he? You know, going down that wing. Um but yeah, McKenna likes us to guess with in certain players and certain positions who's gonna start. If even if they had a good game last week, they may not play
1: that week. Hmm. I was a little bit surprised. I thought that team was the one change to that team I expected was was Edwards instead of Harness because we talked about Lincoln's counter-attack threat. I think Harness, we talked about maybe one of his weaknesses is the high number of turnovers of, of the ball. Um, and I thought Edwards might be able to sort of counter the counter. It sort of stopped, you know, his pace versus pace and being able to break down a deep line defence. And um thought he deserved a, an, another shot at it at the, at the weekend. Um, but, yeah, he's... Uh, He's certainly right back in the middle of the picture now, isn't he? Sort of, uh, and a fortnight ago, that didn't look the case.
0: Mm. Right. Let's do some praise. We've done a bit of sort of concern uh, and downbeat conversation. Let's do some praise. Hutchie, I want you to talk about your boy, Leaf Davis, because again, it sounds like he had a good game. Um, you've been singing his praises for a lot of the season. What's, what's he brought to the side? What do you like so much about him?
3: Speak to me. The balance, the drive. Um, I thought the set the, there was a good half-hour period of the second half where he was almost the focal point of the attack. Um, whether that was necessarily what Ipswich needed at that point, I'm not sure. But he, but he was. Um, he's just a proper proper up and down left back. In, in a game like that, where most of it is going to be offensive, that it kind of hides the hides the bits that he still needs to work on, which is some some of the one-on-one defending at times. But as a, as kind of a flying. Left-back, he's he's a huge upgrade on what's been there for um, a significant amount of time. Really like him.
0: I also want to pause, Stuart Watson, for a small Lee Evans appreciation moment. Um, you referred to him as being your, your player of the season so far, or the most informed player. It sounds like he was a bit of a one-man army on Saturday, looking at the stats and how much he was involved.
1: Yeah, ridiculous number of touches of the ball. I think 170-odd, which is unheard of. That's ridiculously high figures. Obviously, a lot of that is because Lincoln allowed Ipswich to have so much of the ball. Um, At times, it was frustrating that I think in his desire to try and make things happen, um, he was going and taking the ball five yards off a a centre-half. And another sort of frustration of mine was that when Lincoln was sitting so deep, you want to see one of the centre-halves maybe start stepping out and joining the attack. And both Wolfenden and Edmondson are players that we know are capable of doing that. Um, and that didn't happen enough for me. That's where I think as players you need to recognise, OK, they're sitting in here. I need to take it upon myself to bring the ball out. And Morsi and Evans going and taking it off off the toes of the defence was a little bit frustrating at time, But... Yeah, I think over the piece, over the course of the season, Lee Evans has probably been the most consistent performer, I would say. And um, they tried their best to sort of move them left and right and play those. the the best route to goal for Ipswich, which was going to be a Lee Evans raking pass out wide and then a a cutback and a finish inside the box. That's Ipswich's best route to goal in this game. And um, nearly happened a couple of times, Chaplin and Harness, as um, Andy says. Sharp shoot, sharp, sharp shooters in the box this season. Snipers, good finishers, um, and their shooting boots weren't on on this occasion, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I thought Lee Evans was was very good.
0: He was trying for that ping,
3: Hutchie, that you bet on. You, you said a,
1: a,
0: mm-hmm. a, a significant ping assist. Didn't quite get it.
3: Yeah, he was. He was the man for for the for the <clears> occasion, <throat> but
1: not uh, not on this not this time. We we had some heavy debate during the game um i was asking Andy did it need to come direct from a ping could it be a pre-ping assist could it be a... no pre we're not having pre anything
3: I, no, I, <laughs> I
0: think we said i think we said direct ping although i do enjoy the alliteration of pre-ping
1: could you have a goalkeeper ping with that class as a ping you or could or definitely a have a punt? goalkeeper ping uh, no, it's all it's all in the
3: it's all nuance, isn't it? With you know, go, some goalkeepers punt, some goalkeepers ping, and I think Christian Walton is a pinger, not a not a not a punter. So, uh, he, <laughs> to be he, fair, you've, you've always said that, yeah, uh, yeah. And I always will. I'll take that. I'll I'll, I'll defend that. That's a hill i would die on. Let me drink this water. Go for it.
0: All right, then, boys. Um, I want to finish on a high, so I want to talk about Pablo and the blue action display. Is there anything else game related you want to mention before we go on to that? No. No. Okay, let's talk about Pablo and Blue Action. First of all, let's start with Blue Action because that was another incredible display. I've no idea how much work must go into coordinating something like that, getting it all printed. It, my mind does not work like that in any way. Um, what was it actually like to see? I've seen the pictures, but <clears throat> in terms of being there, boys, did you? how impressive was it? Give give me, paint pictures with your words. Stewie, go for it. Or Hutchie.
3: I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, it was my favourite one they've ever done. Wow, because it was simple.
0: It was simple, but very complicated at the yeah. same time. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. There was no. It was there was no kind of hidden message that you needed to decipher. No song lyric that, if you're someone like me that doesn't necessarily know many song lyrics, that you would need to look up or ask Stu what it meant. um <laughs> This one was the top portion of the Ipswich Town badge, and it. Looked like a perfect uh, reproduction of it, um, and it was just very, very simple, and mm. I liked it—clean, crisp, beautiful. I'd love to speak
0: to them about where they get the ideas from and how much something like that takes to to bring to fruition. All the kind of different printing and sectioning it all out and getting it all drawn up—it must be—it um, must be one hell of an, an undertaking. Uh, and as part of the kind of vibe, the atmosphere. Obviously, a lot of people in there. Lovely display, Stewie. Also lovely to see. An icon of the past, Pablo Canago return. Um, what was that like?
1: Yeah, it was great. It was a huge queues in the fan zone before the game, wasn't there? To uh, to get autographs and pictures taken with Pablo. I think um, it's the first time he's been back to Suffolk for for many years. Um, mm. And um, he's a bit of an icon, isn't he? Uh, Andy talks so warmly about sort of watching him. Um, as a I young needed. fan yourself, Um, and yeah, you got a, a rousing rendition of "Ole Ole Ole" fairly early on, and that just sort of all added to the uh to the atmosphere and the, and the mood going into this game. It's just a shame, I think. Had Ipswich had one of those fast starts, five ten minutes, a goal had gone in, that you know Portman Road would have been absolutely rocking. But as as it was, um it kind of the atmosphere kind of. Faded away a little bit, didn't it? Because of because of that start.
0: Actually, talk to me about Pablo. Then, uh, a he still looks like he might be able to do a
3: job. Um, mm-hmm. He still looks in good shape, the lad. Um What did he mean to you? What a player! He's just unique. Like he he was so fun to watch. I've, I still haven't. I've never seen a player play the game the way that he did. That just how much of his game was with his back to goal, and he had this one move which everybody would have known he's going to do it, because it but it was still incredibly hard to stop he'd get his ball with the 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 ball with his back to goal and he'd roll he'd roll a man with so much ease um and make some space for himself he was he was brilliant to watch his particularly in his first spell absolutely loved him in his first spell but um and then obviously he came back for a second spell and scored some really good goals in there the, i was right behind the the back heel that he scored at at charlton that was a really have you seen that one? That's that was class. Like really, really good goal Back heel from but beyond the penalty spot. It was um mm. it was brilliant. Just a unique footballer who always always made you you smile um to watch him. And I, I think he had a really good time at the weekend by the sounds of things. I bumped into him in the driveway on the way down. He was being in um being greeted by someone with a club who was dishing out um dishing out shirts to his kids, um, who now own the the blackout third kit. Because uh, that's the one they wanted.
1: So uh, nice.
3: I think I think they
1: all they all had a wonderful uh, trip down trip down memory lane. Can you imagine what that was like for him coming over with his two sons? And that that's just been you know they probably can't really. I don't know how mm. old they are, but young men that won't have seen their dad be a professional footballer. It's probably just been pictures and YouTube clips and things like that. But then suddenly making this kind of trip over to a place where he's telling them, yeah, I was I was quite popular here. Maybe maybe downplayed it a little bit for them to that must have been i bet he got as much out of that day at the weekend and his boys seeing how popular he was and hearing his their dad's name Mm. chanted as he probably did scoring all those goals um
3: there's a nice clip in one of the the videos that town put out at the weekend i think um at half time when pablo came out and kind of had a had a Went out to the centre spot and had a, a wave to the crowd. Before he did that, they played a vi- had a video playing with a few of his goals on the scoreboard. And there's some footage of his wife and, and children sat in the front row of the director's box watching that. His wife was in tears, uh, kind of watching. I think it was uh Brenner's commentary of the, that goal against Coventry, I think it was mm-hmm. being played. And she she was crying. Um but I think I think his eldest, his eldest boy was born in Ipswich. So um Obviously, he hasn't been back here for ten years either, so he mm. pro- probably has very little. I did. Memory I did do an here, interview
1: but... with him um, a few years ago. I can't remember why, and he was saying about how his his boy had started asking questions about being born in Ipswich and when can we go and see it and stuff. But um, credit to the club for um, for getting him up the training ground with Matt Holland and and showing him the you know the respect that former players of his ilk deserve. It's not always been the case. Uh, in, in recent years, and um, also huge credit to Malcolm Thompson of the Kevin Beatty Foundation, who was the man who set all this up in, in the first place as well, lest we not forget. So, um, yeah, that, that was really nice at the weekend.
0: Ross, talk to me about Pablo Canago. Benton's barking, so I need to go on mute.
2: I love Pablo as well. I echo both Andy and Stu's thoughts. And it's always good to you know bring back Icon's <laughs> of the football club and they're always appreciated. And I think, uh, as the boy said, I think he probably doesn't, he's probably surprised on how much he's loved because he was, you know, he was, you know, some of the goals he scored, you know, I was there that night when he scored that last minute winner against Coventry and you know, Coventry equalised deep into added time. And then we went the other way and then scored and it was unbelievable scenes to the back hill as well. But now it's always good to see players like Pablo come back. And uh, as Andy said about the, the video he did with Matt Holland. I loved every minute of that. I was actually at the airport watching that on the way back, and I just, I just, I was smiling, you know, and just sort of goosebumps seeing it because it was just he just. It looked like he just loved being back at Paper Road and bumping into some familiar faces, you know, John McGrill and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's good to see him back, and I'm sure he's you know, I'm sure he'll come back sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, like Stewie says, the club are really getting that right, aren't they? That that kind of stuff they're doing off the pitch as much as as much as on it really really nice to see and that kind of respect for the, the history of the club and the, and <clears throat> there the was place. a
1: story sorry there was a story i think during the roy Keane era where john walk used to you know be a reg, regular up at the training ground as i think he still is and um you know just pop up there for for lunch and use the canteen and i think there was a day where roy went in to use the sauna room or something like that and john walk was in there and John Walk sort of introduced himself and said, "Oh hi, I'm, I'm John Walk." He said, "Yeah, I know who you are. What, what you're doing here, sort of thing. You know, this is for for current employees, sort of thing." And and that's kind of, I think, for a long time, you could speak to a lot of those former players, um, and they felt marginalised and mistreated by the by by the football club. And that's um, it's so nice now that uh, that that's changed.
0: That doesn't sound like Roy King to me, Stu. He's <laughs> such a warm, cuddly character normally. Have you seen that on a, a Roy? Did you see that clip that was doing the rounds? Such you probably saw it. Keen at the at the NFL game. Someone trying to get a yeah. selfie with him. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not having it. Absolutely disgusting. I'm watching the game. <laughs> watching the game. It's like looking at the money, like he wants to kill him. Anyway, friends, let's move on. If Town lost at home, um, but we'll park it under one of those days. And as as Ross said, they're gonna bounce back easy uh on TV against Derby on, on Friday night. Um, friends. By way of kind of moving the conversation on, there's been a lot, a little bit of tinkering to the side in, in recent times. So I just thought it'd be worth asking you at this point in the season, what are we 14 games in, um, what you think the actual best 11 is. Now, I know you go, well, uh, it depends on the game and the opposition, that kind of stuff. But all things being equal, who are the best 11 players that you could put on the Ipswich Town side of the ball? I'm going to start with you, Rossi, because I know you have utter disdain for lineups. Um, and I know if I let you go after the boys you just go yeah i with what they say Damn it. um so I'd imagine there's really not a lot of conversation I mean it's so back five is pretty set in stone isn't it and then I'd imagine you're going to say Morty and Evans in midfield so it's really the kind of top of the pitch those those positions there um who would you, a I'm assuming that the rest of the team is set in stone do you agree uh, and b who would you put in those top four positions on the pitch
2: yeah, I was going to copy Anis too. To be fair, um, that's my normal go-to for these sort of things. Um, yeah, it's not much change really. You know, Walton, JD, Wolfden, um, Fridge, Davis, Evans, Morsey, and yeah, it's the the front four really. Uh, Burns has got to start really, and see uh, Chaplin. I think he's a. Bona star as well. Um, I do. Like
0: Burns doesn't have to start. It's your team. I mean, Stu said a couple of weeks ago, didn't he, that he's not, he's not automatic. But you think he's, he's still the best option? I th-
2: yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, Chaplin, and then I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting the dapo up front. I like Ledappo. Um He didn't have the greatest game on Saturday, but I think he still offers a lot up front. Mm. And then, yeah, it's it's between Harness or Edwards Pierre. Um I want to go with Harness. I like Harness too. Like, yeah. Why? I just, I just, I like him as a player. I like Edwards as a player as well. I, uh, once again, the boys will probably explain better, but I just, I think Harness and Chaplin work well together. Um, and I think that's, that's why
0: I'm doing that. So you've got you basically top four, you got a Dap up top, Harness left, Chaplin center, Burns right. Hutchie, yeah.
3: Hutchie,
0: tell Ross exactly. he's wrong.
3: No, I've exactly the same exactly the so I I honestly don't think there's at this point I don't think there's an awful lot of um a law an awful lot to discuss about this at this point. I think I think it is Walton, Denasium, Morphenden, Edmondson, Davis, Morsey, Evans, Burns, Chaplin, Harness, Ladapo. I think Edwards is making a really good case for for an inclusion in that. Um, but for for me he's not there yet. Granted I didn't see either the Cambridge or the Morecambe games, but um yeah, and then Ladapo um I, th- I think it is that at the moment. Okay, not a lot to discuss. I'm, I'm pleased I brought it up, um, Stewie.
0: What, what are you saying? And also, in t- I want to. If, if there's not much of a conversation around the best eleven, then tell me who you think maybe in the conversation. Say if we have this in another 14 games, who may be pushing into that conversation?
1: You know, I work on a traffic light system. Mark, you're either yeah. green, amber, or, or in the red zone. Um, Absolutely. That that eleven that Ross and Andy have talked about, I would say, is the is the the working 11 that if you probably uh, if the season finished now they'd be the ones that probably have the most starts amongst them but there there is one or two in in the amber zone at the moment wes burns is is one harness isn't a, a nailed on starter it's a really boring thing to say but it is it is a squad game and it is a squad that will probably play its part in Ipswich, having success, and McKenna comes up with these horses for courses game plans. At times, maybe you can overcomplicate that and overthink things a little bit. When sometimes you've just got to try and go with a what you think is closest to your best eleven and and stick with them at times. Um, I'm a little bit frustrated around the conversation around Freddy Ladapo and and strikers and. You know, as soon as they don't score, that was the first game that Ipswich haven't scored in the league this season. And straight away it's oh, we haven't got a 20-goal season striker. It's such a simplistic thing that, you know, when teams don't score, play another striker. Should be two up front. Our striker's not good enough. Chaplin and Harness missed the two best chances of the game at the weekend. We've talked about the right side. We've talked about maybe the defenders not joining the attack. We've talked about a lot of things that were far higher in the concerns category than... Central striker didn't didn't do well enough in in that game. That's just just a little bugbear of mine. That one. Don't read Terry Hunt's column today, Stu. Is all I'm saying. Um,
0: he's not he's not a big fan of Ladapo, or indeed Caden Jackson. In fact, he's saying that when January comes around, Town have got to go and spend big money to get a fox in the box striker.
3: That's what he's saying. Um, so make of that what you will. Let us know what you think. Uh, if sorry, if like well, obviously there are some amber zones in this Stu, but like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, and that's fair enough. Of course, there are, but I wouldn't say there are any of the kind of that. What we would maybe class as the bench options that are anything out of the amber zone at the moment. Like John Jules is an amber zone player for me at the moment. Same with Jackson is an amber zone player for me. I know they'll need a bit of a run to have a go at a go at things, but um, Edwards is the one that's kind of creeping up towards a green light. If if I if I'm allowed to use your system very briefly, Stu. Um, um, Granted. Yeah, so that, that would be the one the one for me. Otherwise I'm, I'm quite happy with the base of what, what's going at the moment, which will pulse a little bit from, from game to game. But um yeah, I think it's I think it's all pretty set.
0: Rossi, when are you allowed to go through an amber light when you're driving?
2: When it's about to turn green?
0: <laughs> if correct? it's not if it's not safe to stop.
2: Yes, yes, that's the correct answer. Excellent.
0: Yes. When is your next theory test fail? Uh, well,
2: boy, boy. That's, <laughs> that's what I was talking about getting picked on. Let's start of the podcast. No, you're uh, right. I'll take that back. Yeah. Uh, I haven't booked one just yet. Cause um, um, I didn't do anything for last week. Cause I was in Dublin and yeah, this week a pretty chock a block. So uh, hopefully next week, but I'm going to, I've been told by a lot of people and I've been bubbling into the Portland road. I said, don't tell people about it. Just, you know, do it. Pass it, and then you could make a nice surprise on the podcast. So maybe that's the way forward.
0: No, I want to to go live again. I thought that was good. I want to do that because then we're we're going to get the live scenes when you've passed it with limbs (laughs) all over the shop. Um, how much, how much Guinness did you drink in Dublin as an aside, Rossi?
2: I'm gonna sorry to any Irish listeners out there, only one slash two. I I had two right,
3: explain that then. How, what, why the slash? Did you, does that mean you threw up halfway through it or?
2: (laughs) No, no. I um basically I just finished my my girlfriend had one and she she didn't want to finish or she didn't finish the rest of hers and I was like, oh I just quickly finished it so um but I just wanted one just because we're there um I'm not the biggest Guinness drinker but I do like it but it just fills me up I just get too f- full up by it. Well, it's so, a meal in um, a glass, isn't it? Guinness famously
0: yeah. they used to tell um pregnant women to drink it, didn't they, back in the day because it had all the uh, all the nutrients that, that a growing baby needed. I'm not sure how the science adds up on that now, but <laughs> yep. there we go. What was your what was your weapon of choice then, Rossi? What were you drinking most of?
2: Um what was the something called Lamps? This is is a lager, but um it was something called Lamps. It was, it was really nice, nice and refreshing.
0: Um I'm gonna yeah. stick with it. I'm sorry. Uh, Rossi, what was the best thing you did in Dublin? What was what can you recommend to the people? I mean?
2: Now you're surprised here. I actually went to a museum, boys. I went were, to a museum.
0: Were you lost? <laughs> no, no,
2: no. <laughs> Um, basically it was, um, immigration museum. So the history of just islands, you know, every, just the, you know, immigration and, you know, the famine and everything and the troubles, but okay. it was really, inter- really entertaining. It's really visual, um, some good lighting effects in there as well. It was just big and massive, a lot of, lot of reading, which I'm sure shot by you boys, but, um, no, I really enjoyed myself actually. We're in there for an hour and a half, an hour and a half. I really was entertained. It was really
3: good. Did you go to the Leprechaun Museum? No, but I did go past it, walk past it. That's really yeah. good. If you, I went there a very long time. I'd recommend that. It's really interesting. Very dark. Is it very really dark? Very good. <laughs> very, very good. It's quite dark. Like it's not. It's not all kind of green hats and beards. It's um. There's some darkness behind Ireland and and leprechauns and what they get up to. It's um. I'd recommend that.
1: So, it. so to recap here, gents. Um. Famine and troubles equals entertaining. Leprechauns <laughs> equals dark. And that's Ireland.
0: Yep. Rossi, when you said you went to a museum, I, th- I thought, is there an Adidas museum in Dublin? I'm not sure. <laughs> no,
3: that's just a shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's just a shop. Excellent.
2: Um, but, no, but no, I did uh, I did wear a lot of Adidas, I'll have to have to admit. Of um, as, as you were aware, I bumped into a listener at the airport, which is um pretty nice. Good old Dave. Had a good chat with him. While uh, my missus' bag was getting checked, so I had to just wait you, for ten minutes. Did you
0: sort of make a thing to the missus about being <laughs> recognised? Look, it's just, it's just a fan. <laughs> Look, you, want a, you want a signature, do you? A little autograph, um, and she's like, "Yeah, whatever." i don't appreciate. Yeah, she, she, she was.
2: She was pretty much yeah, whatever, whatever. Just, they don't yeah.
0: appreciate us. What, we're, what they're married to or, or going out
3: with? Did you get? Did you get through security without having? Did you remove your belt? Did you get through without being stopped and had to go back? i don't need i don't
2: need a belt because of
3: you know Elasticate, elasticated <laughs> waist yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah but no, i was good pretty good it's just my message she got stopped even though they didn't tell her why she got stopped i think you know just yeah I, one of those
0: days. I, what, what is it about going through airport security that always makes you think like you've done something wrong <laughs> like it generally does is not it i'm always expecting it to go off and it, me to find out that i've got something i shouldn't have secreted on my body uh, is that just me? Is that just because I'm a an anxious paranoid human being or
1: yeah, you know, everyone does it, does that little awkward shuffle through the uh through the through the little archway thing. What's that called? Metal detector. Metal yes. detector,
0: yeah. You just don't want to see him pull a glove on. That's when you know you're in trouble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right then, uh moving on from that brief sojourn into Dublin. I enjoyed that, Rossi. Thank you for being light to the show. Um, Let's talk about something else which is fun. Hutchie, you've written a thing this morning about FA Cup draws. It's our favourite time of the season. It's time for Ipswich Town to go out of the FA Cup at the first hurdle. And we're going to find out who they're going to be losing to this evening. Um, And you've done a little thing about who you'd quite like them to draw. And there is clearly one that I'm absolutely pulling for, because it's an opportunity for the Crane Train to get revenge on town for cruelly letting him go in the first round by swimming. Oh, let it
3: go. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> come on it's one of your seven you're one of your seven you want as well i
3: hadn't even thought about the yeah it's because it's need market it's nothing to do with the, cra- got, with the crane train
0: you've got kevin horlock narrative crane train get revenge come on let's let's make it happen at, at portman road need market that's what i'm saying anyway i, I <laughs> appreciate by the time a lot of you listen to this we'll already know this is 5 to 11 on on monday morning the draws at 7 15 p.m tonight bbc 2 if you're watching ipswich town are ball number 25 i believe hutchy yeah excellent so who would you other than the crane train revenge game who would you like to see town draw paul
3: cook and chesterfield please oh yes Um, i'm all about all about narratives for me um I, i want i want paul cook to come to portman road with chesterfield please that would be amazing.
1: How about is you, Dobre, Stewie? Dobras injured, is he at the moment? No, he's back.
3: He scored he's in. Fair. He scored at the weekend in their in their win against against Ansty Nomads in mm-hmm. the uh, in the fourth qualifying round. He, I think, he scored the first goal. I want to say, but yeah, uh, he's back.
0: Stewie, I, I know when I ask you this question, the uh, standard answer is someone at home, please. I don't really care.
1: Someone <laughs> at home, please. No, um, I'd like to go to. I'd like to get one of the, the minnows away from home and the, and the TV cameras will swarm all over it um, waiting for a giant killing narrative. And I think famous last words, this version of Ipswich Town with their squad depth would would sail through it quite comfortably. I think um, it might be quite quite fun to go to somewhere a little bit different, bit of a bit smaller. What about Colville Town, Stu? Do you fancy Colville Town? Where's Midlands Way. Yeah, so, I think I think yeah. it's
3: Leicestershire, Leicestershire-ish, that kind of way. Um they won away at Knotts County in the in the fourth yeah. qualifying round. Alva so. Church
1: in there as well, aren't they? Yep,
3: yeah, that's that's the West Midlands. Um what's the what's
0: the furthest you could be sent? Because there's a good chance that'll happen.
3: South Shields, managed by Kevin Phillips. Oh, okay. That'd be quite what, interesting. What about a bit of barrow revenge? No, thank you.
0: Rossi, you've really? uh, you've already booked that, that weekend off because you, you don't want to be there for the inevitable. Um, who would you like them to, to play? Where would you like Andy and Stewie to be sent?
2: Um, You know, home tie is always nice. But as Stu said, it's nice to sort of go to maybe a non-league, you know, a, a giant cup killing could be on on the cards um, and, you know, TV, cameras surrounding. But the likelihood, boys, probably going to go to Plymouth. We'll probably play <laughs> League One team. Yeah, uh, That's what's going to normally happen. Um that's what normally we always draw against uh you know, a league opposition and it's just boring into it. You wanna like i s I'm just looking at Andy's piece now, like Wrexham, you know, the Hollywood feel. Oh yeah, you know, taking on Ron Reynolds and um what's the other guy's name? I should know because I like his series he makes. The other yes, that's the one. Good, good man, good man. Um but yeah, there, there's so there's so many interesting ties, you know, need market one is is massive because we're playing already pre season. Um but no, it's it's an exciting time and hopefully this will be Kieran McKenna's first time at the FA Cup, the crack at the
1: FA Cup. So uh, hopefully you can get rid of that stupid curse of the FA Cup and getting knocked you, out. And if you yeah. as a Needham player, do you think you'd want Ipswich? Or do you think like some of them have probably played in um, cup finals at Portman Road, maybe? I don't, I don't know. and I don't know. Would you rather go to Hillsborough or something like that? You
0: want get... to go to Pride
3: Park, surely?
1: Yeah. That that sort of game. I don't know. Would that be better than than going maybe, to Portman Road? Yeah, I don't
3: know. Maybe Hillsborough would for me. Yeah, potentially. Um, bit real historic, historic arena. Um, but it'd be a very different Portman Road experience for them, wouldn't it? Need yeah. them play the proper, proper ish crowd in. Obviously, the, the crowd wouldn't. We're not. We're not going to be talking twenty five thousand um, for whatever this game ultimately is. But. Um, i quite i want an away game I've, i really enjoy i still really enjoy away games um but just not a league one team if i'd one wish it would just be to not not be a league one team and anything else i can i can get behind I quite fancy going to to york's new stadium oh yeah well york's lovely beautiful place to go we can have, have a really nice weekend in york there's, there's some there's some really nice um spa towns in there um that you could potentially go to um but, but,
0: while you're while you're finding no, that out, you've, nice. already, you've already guaranteed they're gonna smash a minnow in the first round. How far <laughs> are you saying town are gonna go in the FA Cup this season?
1: Uh I'd the... like to see I'd like to get to the third round. I don't want all of this, oh well, all eyes on the league and that's the priority. And I I still firmly believe that some, some feel-good factor in the cup can aid a league push rather than detract from it. And get to the third round, give yourself the chance of getting Norwich. Ooh. Can you imagine the the hype around that fixture now, and the and the belief um, that would would go into that? Um, that would be fa- great. I'd fancy,
0: it? I'd fancy town in that one. At Portman Road, I would absolutely. Mm. Mm. So you're saying third round, hopefully, Stewie. What, what do you reckon, boys? Is third round the kind of minute? I don't want to say minimum, but is that the kind
3: of expectation we should have about this side? I think it has to be because. <clears throat> Only Plymouth are, are higher in the mm. in the kind of the rankings of, of all of the teams that can be in it until the third round. So you, you'd you'd want Ipswich to win any game against any opposition they could possibly play in really in rounds one and two. So um, yes, it will be a change side, I'm sure. Um, in some ways, um, but yeah, uh, they're, they're, they will they will have two winnable games in rounds one and two if they're if they're in round two what whoever they draw so
0: Mm. okay well that's happening tonight so keep an eye on our websites for that later on uh, a bit of reaction and whatnot and there's another cup competition of course we have to talk about before we take our leave today boys it can only start with Andy Warren talking about it because it's the beloved pizza trophy a trip to the the wonderful old Abbey Stadium many happy memories of my childhood spent at the Abbey um a trip to Cambridge United town aren't technically through yet are they what's the what's the what's the ramifications of this how
3: how's the shakedown they just need a point, which they okay. can get by losing a penalty shootout. Um, okay, so that's what they're playing for. Yeah, I, don't agree. <laughs> I mean,
1: it would take a huge goal swing, wouldn't it? As well, looking at it, because I know Arsenal and if Cambridge won and Arsenal won, everyone's on six points. But Ipswich have got that plus eight goal difference, having spanked Northampton. So it would need it would need some something ridiculous to happen. I think for Ipswich to to not to not go through. They're, they're virtually guaranteed to they go They need through. to
3: win this group though. I think it's really it's really important that they win the group, I think, um, and they need a point to do that. That's because that will guarantee you a home tie in the next round. We don't, we don't want Ipswich having... As much as I love this competition, it doesn't extend to the point of needing to go to Plymouth or Exeter in a regionalised... Well,
1: do you know when the next round is? It comes the days after Ipswich have been to Exeter in the league. So, what that you, that would be right. e- extra away, finish second in the group, in, in Exeter in that case, away, then, throw Hedler the game, Exeter.
3: throw the game, finish second, and uh, and hope that that happens because then you can limit your travel. What um, are you? Um, sorry, Cam, no, I'm with you. Home, always home. What are you wanting to see in this
0: game, actually? Players, etc.? It might be the first time we see Panucci Kamara. Uh, is there
3: anyone you particularly want to see get a run out? Um, I. Uh, I'll be interested to see what this side is. I think it's going to be, clearly it's going to be considerably younger than um, the previous, the previous two games. They've got a game on Friday night, so that's going to heavily impact. That's a day less recovery for, for, for anybody. So anybody that's in contention to start on Friday night, I imagine won't be, won't be playing this game. Um, But I always just like, I don't know who will play. You think Kyle Edwards might play, but then if, if, Kieran McKenna's thinking actually, Kyle, we want you to start Friday night. Probably, probably don't. So, I think we'll get a fairly decent ind- indication. Looking forward to seeing Kamara, um, and I'm sure there'll be a, a couple of extra youngsters getting starts and absolutely packing the bench out. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, I think the bench will be packed with packed with youngsters. So, um, just looking for just looking forward to enjoy a nice a nice game of football, which hopefully ends. Before, um, in a penalty shootout victory, that's what I want to see. We don't want a penalty shootout, deadlines are ridiculous. We have, well, <laughs> well, we can handle it, we can always handle it. Um, Stewie, what are you saying?
1: Yeah, much the same. A couple of these sort of players that we talked about being in, in the amber zone that are pushing pushing for starts, really sort of taking the opportunity to to stake their claim. These games always worry me slightly when it's a kind of a mix and match between fringe players and kids that I don't think it gives either of the players in those categories the best chance to shine. You're asking kids to sort of step up and play, not putting them into a, a really good senior, established, um, match-hardened team and vice versa for, for those fringe players to step up and be, be the key men. Um, amongst a smattering of of kids, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see. There's always hopefully one or two that sort of jump off the page and and uh, stake their claim. I w- I would imagine Kamar will probably get a half at best, given that he's only sort of just returned to training. Um, yeah, there'll there'll be a whole load of youngsters involved. I imagine someone like Albi Armin might get a chance to to start or get significant minutes. We've seen. Gerard Buabo, step off the bench against Arsenal. Fraser Alexander, um, central midfield captain for, for the under 21s. He's come on against Northampton. Um, Saziba, Chirewa, maybe. Tommy Hughes, Ed the right back. There'll, there'll be a few kids involved. Um, it would be interesting to see how they all get on. Ross, are you led no, by yeah. Cameron Humphreys, of course? Can't yeah. get him. Ross, you've seen a lot of the under 21s
0: this season. Stu's listed quite a lot of the players there. Um are there any particularly that you would you would want to see get a chance in this sort of game?
2: I just echo what Stu said really. He's named all the ones that are already featured in the other part of John's trophy games. But um yeah, it's always good an opportunity because, you know, there's you know, in previous seasons we've always just seen all the kids play these these competitions because, you know, Paul Cook didn't care about it, Paul Lambert didn't care about it, but Kieran McKenna likes that balance any of you know, using players who are not getting as many minutes in league, but also balance out with some other youngsters, give them a nice opportunity to have a few minutes playing with the first team. So, um, it's going to be an interesting evening, um, but it's a nice sort of underlights at the Abbey. It's always a nice feeling. At least we haven't got to go to Gillingham this year. I know every year we always have to play Gillingham in this competition, but it's a nice little fresh change. We've got Cambridge this time. Um, I'm sure there'll be a decent sort of away crowd as well. I think some fans will be just happy just to come to watch a game and it's seven o'clock kickoff, Mm-hmm. Andy's, yeah, yeah, so yep. it's a little bit earlier. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be one of those days, and uh, I wouldn't mind a penalty. I know deadlines and stuff, but as a 7 pm kickoff, it's a bit, bit better on the deadlines, and yeah, no, okay, we don't it'll want
0: it'll a- be fine, don't want to finish okay. Uh- <laughs> I still don't want a penalty shootout. <clears throat> I want I want it to be done and dusted by half time, ideally. Three 0 either way at half time would I'll be quite happy. Uh right then friends, that brings us to the end of the show. About fifty-six minutes this week. Um anything else to discuss, boys? What are you watching TV wise at the moment? Stewie, I know you're a big fan of Strictly like myself. Do you see see Saturday night? Matt Goss sent home.
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah, big it be in our house. i got great race time from the football Saturday night, cuddled up on the sofa watching strictly. That's um that's us. Yeah, it's good. Institution. Tony Adams,
0: Tony Adams is doing tremendously well. He was, uh, the first week it looked like he, he was going to be the worst ever person on there. He's really improved though. Uh, and he seems to be kind of embracing it. Would you agree with that assessment, Stu? Yes.
1: Yeah. Excellent. He's someone that you, you root for, isn't he? He's, um, he's kind of, yeah, emerged from the sort of the comedy character and thrown himself into it. Good for him.
0: Mm. Boys. I know Ross, as I said previously, you're too busy listening to drill music and, injecting things into your toes because uh, you're young. Um, Hutchie, have you been watching Strictly? What, what's he injecting
3: into his toes? Like... Haribo, Haribo juice. That's what all the kids do now. Okay. <laughs> I think I must have missed something. Yeah. Are you not watching Strictly? This is awkward, isn't it? Uh, oh, no. I've <laughs> never really. I'm, I'm not really a Strictly. Uh, it's not something I've ever really got into. House of the I'm Dragon. Sure,
0: I'm sure it's great. House of Dragon, you watching that?
3: Yep. Bit behind though. So you probably don't want to probably I probably can't <laughs> I can't give you anything. I watched the football yesterday, watched a bit of that. Um and I'm I just watching Milka Cup games over of course. and over again. That's all I'm doing at the moment. When, when are we getting results for the second the second uh, primary round? Second leg second legs of this week actually. So we can um Tuesday, Wednesday nights so we can talk about them on Thursday, obviously some some big second legs to come.
1: There, so Ipswich is... are playing. This is a hell of a week for Ipswich Town. So Ipswich are playing Papa John's Tuesday, and they're playing some Milk Cup. No, no, you're, you're following. You're following this well, oh, aren't you, mate? Dear, oh, Great. Dear.
0: The milker They're not even. They're not going to be in the milker for a long time, She. They're one of the seeded. Oh, seed.
1: sorry. Yeah,
0: seeded. Yeah. You've embarrassed yourself there. I have. Um, <clears throat> I can't believe it. This is this is one of the worst endings to a show in terms of awkwardness <laughs> and asides that I've ever put together. I do apologise, friends. I thought it would be fun to have some TV chat. I'll think better of that next time. What are um, you watching
3: on TV, Mark?
0: E- everything, mate. I've stopped watching Dharma because that, that was just too unpleasant. Um, I, I'm sure it's very good. The first one was good, but the rest of it, it's just it's just got a bit too too unpleasant for me. Um, so uh, I'm mostly watching House of the Dragon at the moment, which is really good. Last night's episode, if you've not watched it, very very good. It's all really starting to kick off now. You've watched Plus, it they... already? Yeah, I watched it when I was having my omelette this morning. I thought friend.
3: it was on Mondays.
0: No, it's on Monday, so it's like a, I think they show it at like two a.m. in the morning on. Oh, really? Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
3: thought it was on a Monday. I've I've been waiting till after Monday, Monday night to watch it. I'm should be ready. Should
0: be ready first thing Monday morning for you to watch, uh, if you're asking. Um, Rossi, dig me out of a hole. What are you watching?
2: Bit of that, bit of this. <laughs> um, no, I, I've been. I think Stu's watched it as well. The is um, a, a documentary on the Crystal Palace Academy. They did. Um, it's really, really interesting. Um, you know, that from the under eights to under twenty ones and becoming you know professional footballer. And I know it's a bit of football, maybe a bit more boring because you know we talk about football, watch football week in week out. But it's just interesting. Of you know the families get involved and you know these under eight kids. Straight away going, yeah. I want to be a professional footballer. I'm gonna buy my mum this, gonna buy all these cars and all these clothes. But um, yeah, it is just it is interesting. What's that on? Uh Channel 4, I think it's Football Academy or Football
1: Dreams Academy, something like that. Gonna, nice, yeah, Google it.
0: Sounds interesting.
1: I've got one recommendation. Lego Masters Australia. It's one of my favorite things.
0: What's that? Is that Netflix or something?
1: Uh uh, it might be Channel Four. No, I, I don't know. Don't hold me to that. You have to look it up. But yeah, it's it's like the Bake Off for Lego. You is know. that
0: as the, is that as the name suggests, building
1: mad things out of Lego? He says exactly things, that. Sometimes they blow them up. Sometimes they Lego put them under water. Yeah. Sometimes they have to hang it off of things.
0: Yeah, that's just the. This will mean nothing to Hutchy, but this is the DeLorean out of Back to the Future. Um, made it out of Lego because I'm just that cool. Uh, so there we go lego masters watch it right then friends i apologize for the last 10 minutes um hope you you enjoyed the rest of the show before we got to that point i will never do that again hopefully, um,
1: hopefully the judging panel for the awards have switched off by that, <laughs> that point. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> injecting what into your
0: toes uh, anyway um that's it then for this week friends um all that left, is left to say is please support our sponsor manscape user code koa thank you rossi for 20% off and free delivery from all the excellent stuff they've got at Manscaped. It's far more than just uh, intimate trimmers. They've got loads of stuff on there. So go and have a look. Get yourself 20% off and free delivery. And also follow us across our social media, Kings of Anglia, on YouTube, especially Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And also, please, friends, a five-story of on iTunes would be nice. we you've not had one for a little while, and it's always nice to get some feedback. And it helps people find us in the charts. Monday show is in the books. Ipswich Town go to Cambridge United in the Pizza Trophy tomorrow, please, please, no penalty shootout. And it's Derby County at home, wearing the black kit, on the Sky TV cameras on Friday. Nothing can go wrong. Hopefully, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night, and also look ahead to Friday's game. Until then, have a great start to the week, and we'll see you again soon. From true crime
1: to football, Brexit to
2: football, more great podcasts from Archon head to audioboom slash channel